Today's guest is the Podfather, the original podcaster. Um, his podcast, The Daily Source Code, aired in 2004 and, as you will hear, changed the world as we know it. The tagline for the first ever podcast were, was where developers and users party together. Shortly after, he uh, was name dropped by Steve Jobs. Then in 2007, shortly after the launch of the first iPhone, he launched his podcast, No Agenda, with a journalist friend uh, that he had made through his media company. They came up with the idea during a four minute phone call. The original tagline was no sponsors, no jingles, and of course, no agenda. He wanted to start a show that offered an alternative to the agenda pollution of the news media. Little did he know podcasting would destroy legacy media as we know it. No agenda is still running. I thought I knew him until I started doing research. He has had an amazing life. He grew up in Holland. He got his start on Dutch pirate radio. He was a VJ on MTV. But the biggest thing he did for MTV was register the don domain name, MTV.com. He did it in 93. At one point, he lived in a castle in Belgium, thanks to all the money he has made uh, as an early tech innovator. Best of all, he has found a way to not get canceled. Today on the podcast, Adam Curry if the last two years have taught us anything is that we have to be in charge of everything about us ourselves. We cannot rely on anything anymore, um, especially not our government on big pharma to protect our bodies and our families' bodies. That's where Z stack comes in. Z stack is a specially formulated immune boosting supplement that includes all kinds of, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, all everything that you would possibly need. And it was formulated by a world famous doctor. His name is Vladimir Zelenko. Um, he actually helped um, pioneer the treatment um, that was credited um, by Donald Trump as being successful for his early treatment protocol. Z-Stack has been scientifically formulated. It's kosher, it's GMP certified, and it's produced here in the USA. I take it every day. Mask mandates are being lifted and vaccine mandates are no longer in force in several states, but viruses are still out there. And by taking Z-Stack daily, you are supercharging your immune system. Z-Stack, it's formulated to help combat any and all variants, as well as the common cold and flu. So I encourage you, start taking it now. Stay ahead of any potential variants by preparing your immune system now. And uh, then go on, live your life. ZStackLife.com slash Beck. Enter the promo code Beck and save ZStackLife.com slash Beck. know how we've never met funny you say that because i we should have met in the top 40 radio days at yeah. least yeah. at least yeah i think the guy you worked with at mtv steve perrin steve remember that perrin? name he was a programmer yeah. of mtv for a while yes right around right around when you started I 87 think. no that so like it was that. later he was maybe 90 i was there i was there 91 yeah i was just I was still there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
he left my station to go program MTV. And I'm like, there were a lot of MTV was very interesting because when I got there in, um, in 87, they had just gone to basic cable, which meant 40 million households, like oh, mind blowing. But it also meant we have to be careful what we say. Oh, yeah. And I came from Europe where I was working with, you know, state television and you came to MTV. It was Mickey Mouse. They literally had small studio, no wardrobe, no, no makeup. The lighting guy would come in once a week and go, OK, stand on your mark. Cluck, cluck. OK, you're good. I'll see you next week. <laughs> so it was re- really, really, really low tech. But. Um, it was a very interesting time because no one really knew what cable was. I'm like, this yeah, is not no. real television. You right. can't make any money. No one's going to mm-hmm. advertise on that. Mm-hmm. So we would actually go out and, you know, to all the cable operators who were all little John Malone's, you know, yeah, like they, yeah, they were yeah, all, yeah, you had, yeah. oh, you have to go out and have dinner with my wife. <laughs> right. You know, it's kind of like the radio business, but <laughs> right. they brought in radio guys to program music television. Mm-hmm. And, and when they did research, which is another great radio thing to do, mm-hmm. they would call people, play the song over the phone and say, yeah. what do you think? And I was like, you're kind of missing part of the beauty of this in your research. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's also the visuals Visual. that make it, that make this. Right. So we went through a lot of different radio programmers who came through um, MTV in the early days. Do you think because you were at MTV, um, you saw podcasting so early? No, um, that started when I was seven. Six, actually. And it started because my grandmother gave me a solid-state Sony AM transistor radio. It was about this big, had a handsome leatherette carrying case, and nine-volt battery. And uh, I could see it. I know. Oh, no, you know exactly yeah, what I'm I talking know. about. Yeah, yeah. And I would listen to the basketball games under my pillow, fall mm-hmm. asleep that way. And I was fascinated by the, the sound. And these guys were... And I'm not a sports nut at all. I'm really not. But... I love the squeak on the floor, the crowd, the mix, the guys describing what was happening. So at seven, my mother gave me the uh, album set, The Golden Years of Radio. And I was listening to Orson Welles and The Shadow, and I was hearing the same thing. And I was just dumbfounded by the power of the spoken word and how much, much more visual you are when it's done right. Yes. And so this came back with, and, and I've always been kind of a nerd, so I would build, I built my first FM transmitter when I was 11. Um, and, but it was kind of the thing, like I build it, I see how far the signal reach, and then I kind of, you know, people were fig- figuring out the signals here, and then I yeah. put mu- a record on the record player, and then I built some little mixer and got two of them. So I had figured out the technology for podcasting in 2000, which was really just my idea of how can I eliminate this bandwidth problem we have. And I was, I just moved back to Europe. We had cable modems, which was great because the one thing it offered was not speed. You didn't have to dial up. So the computer was on the whole time. Mm -hmm. And my thinking was, well, what if you want to have a real experience of a video is what I was thinking at the time. Wouldn't it be cool if your computer just ran something in the background and downloaded whatever you were looking for and then told you when it had it on its hard drive. So a click would be instant satisfaction. Mm. And I convinced Dave Weiner to put that into RSS, kind of like an attachment. And three years later, uh, and we would just, this was just kind of, it was there, we were using it between the two of us, no one really doing anything. And I see my first iPod and I went, 
It's that transistor radio my grandma gave me. This is not a, a digital Walkman. This, this is, is a radio crazy. receiver. And right away, I built a little Apple script uh, with some help from people who can actually program. And, um, and so I would release a, a show, the name podcast didn't exist yet, as an MP3. And it would automatically, you still had to sync your iPod to your computer. So it would, the computer would download the show at night automatically sync it to your iPod and there in the playlist instead of an album title it would say Daily Source Code Podcast and it had the episodes under it. And that, I mean, that was just, that was the, the whole loop. When I looked at that thing, I went, uh-uh, now, now I know what this is. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's where it comes from. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about the world today and where it's going. I know you're obviously a tech geek. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really into futurists. I, you know, I, I love the, I'm both terrified and thrilled mm-hmm. about future technology. So I'd like to get into that. With okay, you. sure. But let's start with the world today. Ukraine on fire, mm-hmm. Putin, mm-hmm. Um, seemingly everybody in the media today screaming that we've got to go to, got to go to war. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on all of that? Well, uh, I approach this from a little different angle, and I have to go back to really to 2008, 2009, but 2019, when there was something going on in the re- reverse repo market. And I've done a lot of study. I, I no, love Glenn, you. Glenn, no, I, there's no, nobody no. else. I've never met anybody. I know right who, where who you're going. Who said reverse repo market? Yeah, in 2019. <laughs> I was, oh, I love you. So thank you for your book. Mm. Um, I... Not only did I appreciate the book, um, I understood most of what was in it, pr- pretty much all of it, and it was really nice for me to, um, The Great Reset is your mm-hmm. book, to be reminded. But what I loved the most is my wife took that book right away, and she gave it back to me with sh- stuff highlighted. She, did, she, she loved it. She's like, I finally can put my wow. arms around modern monetary theory. She's wow. like, I finally understand what's happening. So, Didn't that piss you off just a little bit? She MMT? living with you? No, that she was living with you, and you're like, I've been trying to tell you the whole. <laughs> well, no, uh, she comes from such a different place and yeah. world, and our worlds melded so well together. And she's mm. like, I had no idea. So I was happy. I was living a life. I watched the Today Show. Um, I, I loved. I watched, read People Magazine cover yeah. to cover, and she said, I had no. And also, and this is the sad part. She said, I really. Tr-, and she's from Indiana. I really truly believe our government meant well for us and would be protecting us. Now, for me, it was 15 years ago that I went, oh, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. And I started to see some some Mm -hmm. stuff, and I was like, ah, something's going on here. The... I believe all of what we've witnessed in the past, well, really the past 50 years, but in the past uh, 12 years is all financial problems. All of it. And whether COVID doesn't, doesn't matter where it came from, it was abused to mm-hmm. shut down the economy because mm-hmm. there's a huge balance sheet problem in the financial system and it's global. Can you explain, because I can't, the reverse oh. repro um, and Yeah, you what? had part of that wrong. You had most of it right, but yeah, one I part is wrong. I still don't get it. So... Um, the banks are all basically bankrupt. And you have to understand that, and, and it, I still cannot explain global finance. I have friends who, mm-hmm. who work there, used to work there, and mm-hmm. they kind of look at me, don't you see how easy it is? Don't you see how? Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why they say that is the basis of central banking financial, financial systems is just keep the 
interest rate, uh, inflation rate. What that really means is we're going to try to only print 2% more money each year. That's what that actually means. And we have all these confusing, ter- you know, like, what is inflation? Well, it's this basket of goods that went up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you changed that five times mm-hmm. in the last three years. So, you know, really mm-hmm. inflation might be at 20 or 25%. But it's really about the money printing. And in 2008, they just cranked it up so hard. But what that was doing, you have, you have two kinds of money. You have the bank reserves kind of on the Sorry, I can't stand it. The bank reserves (laughs) on the the Federal Reserve side, and then you have the money that we use, and it goes through the the retail banks. But um, if you have all of this money here, it has to get out, but not too fast, because then you have skyrocketing Mm -hmm. inflation, which means Mm -hmm. we're paying more for everything. Um, so it's a balance. That's all I can really explain about it. it's a balance of the money that they make up and the money that we use, and that has to be in balance somehow. Um, it was way out of whack because the banks were insolvent, and the way they solve their problems is they go overnight to the lender of last resort, which is the Federal Reserve. And mm-hmm. of course, everyone has learned through you and Ron Paul that it's yeah. not a federal organization, it's yeah. like Federal Express. Um, and that's supposed to be like an overnight thing, just a quick, you know, oh, we have a little cash flow problem, just hook us up with a trillion. And it used to be the discount window. Before 08, it was called the discount, discount window. window, yes. Which had shame to it. If mm-hmm. you were a bank that bellied you, up there, You were in trouble. You were in trouble. And everybody knew. It was very public. And everybody, all the other banks went, oh, boy, they're in trouble. Yes, yes. And so it, the same thing happened, in, which you correctly identified. The same thing happened in 2008, 2009. The reverse repo market was getting a little crazy. Um, now, what, what they... What was significantly different was it used to be overnight, then it became two days, two weeks, three months. That means something that someone in the system or some banks are technically insolvent mm-hmm. and, they, and they should be cleaned up, but mm-hmm. no one wants to do that. So the way you fix that is you keep extending these loans. And so it wasn't like $130 trillion that we actually gave to the banks. And of course, as you identified, Bank of Scotland, Bank of Japan, I mean, it mm-hmm. was all this money. But it's really the central bank's money, not our money. But we have to pay the bill for Correct. it through inflation and all this other stuff on the other side. So they never cleaned that up. They stuck it in, you know, they did quantitative easing and all these, these terms mm-hmm. that basically mean we're getting rid of this, this, this problem by buying stocks and buying Apple and mm-hmm. anything else, which kind of you know, fueled the, uh, the, the stock market and, right. and the big transfer of wealth. Everybody oh, who right. had stocks made, you know, doubled their money, right. if not tripled their money. So this started, and, but it was the same money being lent over and over again. So really it was probably uh, 11 or 12 trillion that kept being lent over and over. It's not cumulative, but still, $11 trillion. Yeah. And then you see how much money has been printed in the last two years, printed being Federal Reserve made it, 40% of the money supply. This has to get out, it has to go somewhere. And that means, um, it, well, if you want to stop everything, you shut down the economy and you say, you know, pandemic, you can't right. go out, you know, let's close small businesses. Um, and that gave them some some breathing room. Right. Um, I think on... F- and, I take the elites at their word. Antonio Guterres, the UN Secretary General, on January 21st, tweeted the following. 
I have reached out to all the member, UN member states and I have told them to prioritize the following five things. One, tackle COVID-19. Two, transform the global financial system. What? Uh-huh. Number three, climate change. Okay, so now let's talk about climate change. And then the fourth is like, put the human being at the center of the digital universe. <laughs> My skin crawls when I hear that. Yeah. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about, bro? Um, so transforming the global financial system is number two on the list ahead of climate change. Right. I've you never, can't really t- tackle climate change without the global financial system. Precisely. We need carbon credits. We mm-hmm. need social, social engineering. What I see happening is so illogical. We want to move to a carbon net zero by 2050. Now, anyone who has a brain will say, if we're taking away petroleum and oil and we're replacing it with renewables, doesn't that screw up the petrodollar? Well, mm-hmm. because the reason why the dollar is the reserve currency is because we told Saudi Arabia, price it in dollars, everyone buys it in dollars. We clear those dollars through the New York Fed, through SWIFT. And, um, and if someone makes a problem, then we'll come in with our army. And if you try to sell in euros, um, correct, Gaddafi, you know, we'll, uh, we'll correct. come and kill you. And that's basically how the dominance has always been there. So clearly that's not aligned with the climate message. And enter... Um, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the Fink, I call him the Fink, Larry Fink. Um, These are people who are transforming our world in front of us. And so I... I, Openly. Yeah. Oh, no, this is the point. This is no conspiracy. They're telling you. So I Googled that phrase, transform the global financial system. Up pops Mm GFANS, which is the Geneva Financial Advisor Net Zero organization, headed by Michael Bloomberg, headed by uh, Carney, the former uh, uh, Bank of England director. Um, uh, Fink is in there, the CEO of every single bank, uh, city, JP, they're all in there. And there's a pledge. It's Glasgow, isn't it? The Glasgow, not Geneva? Oh, Glasgow, I'm sorry, yes. Sorry. No, no, thank you. And, And I look at the pledge that they have in there, and the pledge says, I pledge that every deal I do, everything I do right now, will be to get us to net zero by 2050 or Mm -hmm. before. And I will not invest in anything that has to do with oil. Mm -hmm. So now we get to where we are today. What is, what is, so we have a Putin, Russia, we don't need to talk about what actually the history of that is. Kinetic attack, supposedly, it seems a little sketchy, all the stuff that I'm seeing. And we're hitting back with what? Financial weapons. Mm -hmm. Why? Why are we using financial weapons? I believe this is it, Glenn. I believe this is never let a crisis go to waste. This is the tipping point. We need to price energy so high because that's the effect. That's the effect. Energy is going to be so high and some other, because when you, and we can talk about SWIFT in a minute, when you change something in a system, in a network like that, I know enough from technology that one small change, that can screw up a lot of things. Already wheat prices are now as high as Arab Spring days. So there's going to be really, really, really hard times. And I think that the idea is to shut down global production because of the cost of energy. No one's going to want to produce. Go back home, sit at home. Don't worry. We'll take care of you just like COVID. We're going to send you money. This time, though, not a check. This time, it's your Federal Reserve digital dollar. 
and then we're in deep trouble. And I don't think that's stoppable. I think that is, is unstoppable at this point. But I'm a Doomer optimist, so I have, I have ideas and solutions. You know, I have ideas. <laughs> I am an optimistic catastrophist. Uh, I'm also a conspiracy therapist. Yeah. So, yes, I have <laughs> a number good. of uh, phrases, yes. Um, thank you for saying that, because I felt very alone. Alone, yeah, sure. Very yeah. alone. Yeah. And I just, I keep watching this. And I know about 2019. I know there was a problem. Mm-hmm. I, I, said, I said on the air in November, this thing's going to melt down by spring mm-hmm. at the latest. That's, Something's that's, really wrong. That's when the lockdown came. That's when the lockdown came. And the same, I heard you yesterday on your radio show, and you were saying, something feels wrong about Ukraine. And it that's does. it, Glenn. This, to me, Putin may be in on it for all I know. Mm-hmm. This is trying to make, and, and, we, and the, the, the banks that deal with energy in Russia are still able to access SWIFT. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's not like completely closed off, mm-hmm. but it's starting to siphon. And by the way, if you have a, pro- a problem with too much money on the public side, it's a great way to, to burn $630 billion by not making it transferable. And so what happens? Oh, the Fed says, no, I don't think we're going to raise interest rates anymore. A week ago, watch, five happening. times. I know. Five you times. Yeah, of course. You bet. Five times. And then we may need to print a little bit because, you know, war. Mm-hmm. And, it'll, and the next thing will be, oh, my goodness, we can't produce anything. It's too expensive. We'll print some money and we'll make sure that you get it. And then once that happens, then the magic of technology comes into play where, and this is, this is, Again, open the, the Canadian Banking Association, hold the Bank on, of International let just, Settlements. Let me just yeah, I'll say, go on. To you, those you who are slow me down. No, no, no. Those who down. are listening right now, the rest of this podcast is not going to improve your mood. <laughs> it might, it might. We might get to some cool stuff at the end. No, no, yeah. Listen all the way to the end. You'll love it, especially that last bit. So um, then you can, uh, you can do things like, well... We're going to give you uh, this money to keep you at home, and we're really sorry about the problems in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you can only spend it uh, at McDonald's and Walmart and Target. Mm-hmm. So an individual, um, you know, or um, this is where the social credit score comes in. Like, hey, you did a great job. You watched the good things on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, and, do not, and this is already taking place with uh, 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 credit. credit karma. Credit karma already does this, rewards you with Credit more, karma, I don't know that. Credit karma is, um, it's, a, it's basically an app. Well, you know, people have been convinced um, that you have a credit score. And, and this credit, there is, there's a real credit score, which is, you know, FICO and there's mm-hmm. Experian. Um, but the credit score that, uh, is in these apps that help you improve your credit is really not the official credit score. It's gamified loan, uh, sales. So you're like, oh my gosh, I need some money. I have a a crazy ass. uh, I have a low credit rating, 400, 500, whatever it is. And the first thing you do by signing up, you immediately see, congratulations, your credit score is now 650. And now if you uh, get Netflix, it'll go up to 675. And if you, uh, good job, you went to the gym and now we'll let you borrow some more money. You see? This is, so, and this is already bringing in the be a good person, we'll get you money. When it's digital, two great things can happen. One is you can determine what you, or you can nudge people or you can actually force them. Hey, and if you don't spend it, it's going to go away. And so the beauty will come. You no longer have to make more money. 
your digital bank account will be $100, but it's actually $100 and nine numbers after the decimal point. And they will take the last two and just chop them off. So you reduce the money supply from the people directly. That's, that's how it's going to work. So you this don't, is this is how modern, you keep an imbalance. Modern monetary theory has to go digital. Oh, yeah, it needs to. Yeah. It, need, it just becomes too crazy That's on, how you on the control. upside. You have, to, you have right. to do it on the accounts themselves. Hey, if you're one of the people in America, I mean, there are millions of people like this that have daily, daily pain. And I mean, really bad pain. If it gets bad enough, you've gone to see enough doctors, you might have given up hope. I had about, I don't know, three or four years. I've lost track of time entirely. Um, but I had really given up hope uh, of ever being out of pain. My wife told me, you got to try Relief Factor. I'm like, that's not going to work for me. Uh, try 800 milligrams of uh, ibuprofen. I know you can just take four tablets, but I'm going to write you a prescription. Shut up. Relief Factor controls pain or helps reduce pain uh, that we have through inflammation. That's where most of our pain comes from. Ibuprofen 800. No, ibuprofen attacks it one direction. This is four separate ingredients that attack that inflammation from four different directions. I mean, it's it's all of them in one. I don't have pain anymore. Um, and I've met, I can't tell you how many listeners um, personally that have had significant pain and they're out now. Try it. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. Drug-free, natural way. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. So have you ever seen any big government thing work? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this, this, they're saying now, this, these are, quite honestly, much of it is what the Nazis would, would have loved to do Mm -hmm. and thought they could do. But you can't you can't get down to the granular granular level of the invisible hand of the market. Okay, but now with technology, you can. So that's their ideas. Hey, we can now do that. We can be the invisible hand. And that's not the actual invisible hand of the market. It's a magical thing. You know, it's God or whatever. It's not someone controlling it. But these people are insane. Um, And I'll, I'll humanize them because they don't know. This, this interestingly, um, Naomi Wolf, uh, you know Naomi Wolf, I mean, mm-hmm. m- most liberal person you can imagine, and she got excoriated when she's, and this is another thing, when she said, hey, hey, vaccine passports, this is a bad idea, mm-hmm. something's bad. So she got kicked out of all the liberal, the liberal world, and she was with the elites all the time. And she started writing these substacks about, she said, these people are not evil, there's evil. And they've taken hold of these people and it's given her, and me too, uh, if you believe that there's an evil force, what's it fighting against? It has to be God. I'm now also like, I need to look at faith. You know, there's something really, really messed up and it's not just people. There's no, it's not Klaus Schwab at the top going, ha, 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 ha. No. It's an evil that is, it's the same. Is that how unusual is that for you to say that? Extremely. Um, and I've actually had an ongoing, my wife and I both, I'm talking to lots of people about it. 
and you know, and are I, you but, but are you were you an atheist agnostic? No, not an just, atheist. I was baptized as a kid. Okay. My my whole family, um, definitely uh, Christians, Catholics. You know, the, okay. Um, but not well, my parents. They raised us Unitarian, which is like oh, oh that was lame. <laughs> we had to go up on the mountain top at three in the morning and play Cat Stevens' "Morning Has Broken," <laughs> ruin Cat Stevens for me. Like no I went, way. <laughs> I went to a Unitarian church when, when Tanya and I were looking. My wife and I were looking for a church to go to. Yeah. We went to a Universalist Unitarian, and I swear to you, the pastor said halfway through, now you all know that I don't believe in God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. I was like, yeah. wow, that should be yeah. on the door or, yeah. you know, some sign outside. But, you know, I'm, I'm 57 now, and of course I've learned to pay attention to things more, and I'm getting nudged. I was at my, my friend's daughter's wedding, and it was, a you know, almost almost full mass in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the church, and and I really felt something there, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, and so, but anyway, that's, it's kind of like the, is it the Milgram experience, uh, experiments where they'd have someone shock, shock people yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how easy it is for mm-hmm. people. As long as someone in authority says, don't worry, it's okay. It's, it's fine. The mm-hmm. screaming is okay. You can turn it up to 300 volts, 400 mm-hmm. volts, DC, <laughs> <laughs> which will kill you. Yeah. Um, the, you know, and that evil has grabbed a hold, not overnight, but very, very slowly. And it's reflected to me all in the financial markets. I'm, my interest in what is happening in Ukraine would be just as high or as low as Yemen or Iraq or Syria or Canada or Australia or New Zealand or the United States. We are going through severe um, oppression by elites. Yeah, I... Uh and it, it's weird um, because if you if if you're just observant, hmm, Brexit kind of sounds like the Tea Party. Mm-hmm. The people in Ukraine kind of sound like Brexit. The French sound like the Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Even the people that are protesting, we all have one thing in common. We may have different cultures or backgrounds. But we're all saying something is wrong Mm -hmm. with our leadership. Mm -hmm. The entire globe right now is the elites are moving towards fascism. It's either fascism or international communism. It it, it is fascism. It is fascism. We're in it right now. Let's just recognize it. And people. Global fascism. Correct. Global. Yeah. And people. Because we've overused the word fascism and don't really even know what a fascist like, really like is. Like racism, it's all been overused. Yeah, right. And, yeah. We're seeing things that are right out of 1984. Mm-hmm. And we've always been at war with Eurasia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. China, Russia. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you'll appreciate this. 10, 15 years ago, you know, I saw the I saw the vaccine uh, plan. You know, mm-hmm. they did a big J.P. Morgan conference. Mm-hmm. They were talking. They're going to have a vaccine for coke addiction. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be a vaccine. I'm like, oh, really? And it was going to be genetic stuff. Um, everything we've seen with with the financial markets. Everything we've seen with climate change, with socialism. We were total nut job conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. Continuously, eh, it's not. Oh, Council on Foreign Relations, just a drinking club. Don't worry mm-hmm. about. Try a lot of just a drinking club. But now. Arguably, it's the same situation, except now when they say it, they're doing it. Yes. They've been telling us for all these Correct. years we're going to do it, and now it's happening. And now, and that's what's freaked me out. I've said these things 
you know, I started on Fox and immediately nailed for saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. And this isn't right. And look at these people. What are they doing? And I'd like to say about your Fox show. Thank you. You educated an entire generation with your blackboard. I mean, wow, everyone you. loves your blackboard. I mean, George Soros, which I think is now Alexander is probably running yeah. more of it than <laughs> yeah. George. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it was all, and it was, it would right. always be great. It's like, mm-hmm. how long will it take for Glenn to get the Soros? I know. <laughs> and it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. <laughs> And now people are like, holy crap, Soros got my DA elected right. in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Austin, and everywhere. What's frightening now is I was saying these things will happen. It's coming now. It's here. It's all right there. Mm-hmm. Don't believe me. Pick up a paper, a paper, anything. pick mm-hmm. up, you know, mm-hmm. go online, mm-hmm. go directly to the source, go to whitehouse.gov, yep. treasury.gov. Yep. It's right there. And yeah, so we have zero news, zero news media. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's all alternative. This is where I, where I get very optimistic. Um, so for me, first of all, um, podcasting is alive and surviving and oh, it's yeah. not deplatformable, certainly with podcasting 2.0 that we've now put into place. What is, wait. Oh, okay. Tell me what that is. That's not in your research about me. I can't, no, believe, I can't at believe least that. I didn't read it. Okay. <laughs> well, who reads the research? Glenn? Um, uh, two years ago, just before the, uh, the first, the lockdown March, um, I have to go back a little further. Podcasting 1.0, Steve Jobs called me in 2005 and said, Adam, can you meet with me? And I'm like, mm, <laughs> okay. One of the most impressive people I've met. Really, really, really a very, very interesting guy. And we met for an hour and, he, and the pitch was, I want to put podcasting into iTunes for the iPod. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, and we have a directory. Here's mm-hmm. our two, 3,000 podcasts that existed at the time. Um, now, as a radio broadcaster, I never considered radio as being a problem. There's always a radio around. Everybody has a radio. Mm-hmm. The radio for podcasts is the app. So what I kind of did by default, and it was a mistake on my part, is I made Apple the default on-ramp to podcasting. Mm-hmm. You had to go through their approval process, yeah. which you don't really need. You just need a server, an MP3 mm-hmm. file, and an RSS feed, and you're good to go. So now, because of the way Apple did that and how their app worked, their database, their index of all podcasts became the default that any developer would use to do their app. Correct. There was really no incentive. And these were, these are the radio receivers. So we mm-hmm. basically had one mm-hmm. Apple, and then we had smaller ones and much smaller in scale. But people over time, 20 years, going on 20 years, really develop a personal relationship with their app. Not really an incentive, though, for app developers because, you know, how are you going to make money? 99 cents in the app store, mm-hmm. which Apple also takes 30%. You know, it's just a radio. You, yeah. you want a yeah, one-time yeah. purchase, you're yeah. done. You don't yeah, want to yeah. subscribe to your mm-hmm. radio. Um, and then something happened that I'd not expected. And Apple had been good stewards of podcasting. Mm-hmm. They overnight, with in, uh, in collusion with uh, Google and Amazon and, and, mm-hmm. and Facebook and all these companies, they deplatformed Alex Jones and like five other podcasts, which mm-hmm. one was like the X-22 podcast. I listen to that. It's innocuous. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. You know, it's, 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 it, who right. cares? And I said, okay, that's it. No. And I called up my buddy, Dave Jones, who I've been working with for 10 years, said, we're taking it back. We're going to, we're going to create the podcast index, podcastindex.org. You, anything that's stored in there will never leave. It's, it's the, I don't care How what. How are you storing it? It's, it's just in a database. Um, it'll be an open database, copies available all the time, so anyone can take this. And we now have four and a half million podcasts in there. And, and this is real 
not not like you know the million junk mm-hmm, things from mm-hmm. Anchor and all these other Spotify related things. And we have an, an API, and we make that available to developers. And what happened was they came in droves. Oh my goodness. And we want new features. And so it's created this, it's completely backwards compatible with 1.0. We now have chapters and transcripts and location and people and seasons and all the things we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. They're creating new apps with stuff that is new experiences. And then the final coup d'etat was, okay, what do we do? So now we're safe. If your podcast gets taken off the Apple uh, index tomorrow, you're Mm -hmm. still in all the podcasting 2.0 apps. What happens if PayPal deplatforms you or Patreon or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your payment your, or Google, you know, so how do or you make Amazon. money? Now, John C. Dvorak and I started No Agenda. We're now in our 15th year and we created the value for value model. And it went like this. Hey, this is getting, So this is now 15 years ago. This is a lot of work to do this show. You guys need to pay us. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. Uh, why don't you send us five bucks a month? And of course, some people sent us five bucks a month. And we looked at the amount of work. We said, this is, this is not enough money mm-hmm. for us to continue to do it. We said, you know what? Give us whatever you think it's worth. You listen to us for an hour and a half. You could have gone to the movie theater, taken a date, had a Coke, a popcorn, 50 bucks. Was our, was our hour and a half worth 50 bucks? Whatever it's worth to you. Glenn, something magical happened. We got a lot of $5 donations. Mm-hmm. We got a significant number of $50 donations and mm-hmm. several $500 donations. Mm-hmm. Never look back. I said, this is the way we do it. Mm-hmm. Value for value. Yeah, there's a pitch to it. You know, you have to explain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and there's many ways to do that. The loop closes, though, when people send their donation. We read out the amount with their note. And then people start to do numerology. And they start to communicate. And then I said, oh, my God, this, this system... It's a loop and it works perfect for radio. It's a perfect, people want to be producers. They want mm-hmm. to be a part of the system. So I translated this into um, uh, a monetary system. So now when you use a modern podcast app, you click play, it, you, deter- you predetermine this podcast is worth $2 an hour to me. You could make it 200 or 20, doesn't matter. You click the play button every 60 seconds, one sixtieth of that amount is being transferred directly from you to the podcaster. No mm-hmm. one in between, no bank, it's, it's Bitcoin on the Lightning Network, and it's, it truly is micropayments. And so when you stop, the, the paying stops. Wow. If you hit the boost button, you can send, it's something like Super More. Chat on, on yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah. and you can send mm-hmm. a message and the podcaster receives that. And we've built this out into a, a, a digital uh, royalty system where you as the podcaster can say, okay, I want uh, 10% to go to my producer, 20% mm-hmm. to the sidekick or whatever, mm-hmm. and 5% to my mom who invested in the, mm-hmm. and they can all have their own, their own digital wallets. And again, it goes not through anybody, it goes directly from that person to them. And this is sweeping the podcasting space. Um, Newpodcastapps.com is where, you, is, where, right. is where you can get them. And it's all open source. The whole project is funded uh, by people who just want to fund the project. Um, and so now we have, you cannot be deplatformed, either f- your, your show itself mm-hmm. or from the financial system. And uh, I, That's have, excellent. I have great optimism for the older millennials because I, I've, 
I was into Bitcoin very early on because people were sending me Bitcoin like in mm-hmm. 2012. And, and to be honest, Dvorak and I were like, this is Beanie Babies. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. What, you know, when yeah, I can yeah. pay my rent. Yeah. And so um, in 2015 or so, I'm like, hey, this thing is a thousand bucks. Let me go see if I have them. I had 65 Bitcoin. Oh my God. Sold them all, Glenn, for a thousand dollars. All of them. Yes, I did. Oh my God. So when the pandemic came around and Bitcoin dipped below 4,000, my wife and I were like, we're not making that mistake again. Yeah. And now, but the people I met and the understanding I got is how I understand the problems with the financial system. When you understand what sound money is and how Bitcoin works, which is probably a whole nother podcast by mm-hmm. itself, you get this appreciation for what's wrong with our system today. And the young... And I think people are, between Canada and Ukraine, Russia, I think people are starting to go, hey, wait a minute. Well, if... This could be a real problem. If the global elites, this is not government. Mm -hmm. SWIFT system is not a government system. Mm -hmm. It's a commercial banking system. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's Ursula von der Leyen saying, we all agree, kick them off SWIFT. And we Mm -hmm. did it in consultation with the the Biden, which means Mm -hmm. he had nothing to do with it. (laughs) But then also Canada saying, oh no, we're blocking your accounts. Hello, when do we wake up? They're taking your money. If they're not stealing it through inflation and money printing, they're literally taking it. You can't can't raise money for a protest. I mean, that's crazy. And that's American companies. That's crazy. So you have this group of older millennials, mainly men, but more and more women are coming in. I'm talking 25 to 30 something. And they were born around uh, Gulf War One. which might have been weird, a little bit, pretty young. But then 9-11, that's, of course, traumatic for anybody. And then they saw, you know, like anthrax and Colin Powell and aluminum tubes and weapons of mass destruction. Oop, we went into a different country. Oh, Saddam Hussein. Oh, Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. And then we got um, the big financial crisis. Don't worry, we're going to fix it. Everything's going to be fine. These kids come out of college, 100 grand in debt, making 12 bucks an hour, which is the same that you could make 20, 30 mm-hmm. years ago. And they, they're not moving forward. And they're saying, you know what? You broke the social contract with us. We're checking out. And they are. And they're building an alternate network um, of everything. So doctors, you can pay in Bitcoin. You can, you can it's, it's concierge health. So what do you think about, um, I mean, just today, Elizabeth Warren said, we've got to come out and... Uh, She's know. all in on the digital dollar, by the way. It oh, was, I know. It's they, her proposal. Right. She, she and Bernie. And ha- the Hamilton project up in in Boston with the Fed and well, MIT. And of course, Hamilton, after the was Constitution, the first, first guy is like, Central Bank, Central Bank. I know, Bank. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. So, no wonder the elites like that play. <laughs> that's exactly right. Right? Yeah. Because, ha that's our guy. Yep. That's our banking guy. Yep. Yeah. Hey, how's that inflation working out for you at the supermarket? Right? Right? Prices keep hitting all-time highs. We're number one. It's great. Especially when, you know, you're trying to have meat, or seafood. Uh, Cooking and grilling at home used to be the way to save money, but now prices are up nearly 20%. Seems like maybe uh, no fish, no meat. That's a very bad idea. If you're looking to save money without sacrificing quality, then you need to check out Good Ranchers. They deliver delicious American meat to your door. That's a really important thing. Our ranchers are in trouble. Um, and this is a way to go directly to the ranchers here in America. 
That's a reason to uh, shop their selection of 100% American meat. It's great price, great source, great quality. Right now, you can get $30 off their already low prices by visiting goodranchers.com slash Glenn. You can order one time or subscribe and save an additional $25 on each box. Plus, when you subscribe, the price is uh, never going to go up for the life of your subscription. That's, that doesn't seem like a smart business plan for them because i think meat's going to go through the roof anyway this is the way to inflation proof your meats get your 30 dollars discount on prime steaks better than organic chicken today go to goodranchers.com slash glenn save on the quality you've been looking for use the promo code glenn and enjoy your box of 100 percent american beef and meat and your $30 savings. Order now. Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. Do you think they can shut this down? Shut Bitcoin down? Yeah. No. It's a protocol. I mean, yeah, if you can... They can sh- stop all the off-ramps, can't they? Well, what, what is an off-ramp? So we have what well, we call... changing it into a dollar. Right. Well, we have um, uh, what we call uh, decentralized exchanges. Now, the easiest way is you go, in, this is in Nigeria, where they've been doing this for years, go in the coffee shop, say, hey, dude, I need $100. Uh, sure, well, you got Bitcoin? Okay, give me the $100, here's your Bitcoin. Right there. That exchange is happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally that some truckers had people on the ground because, you know, there was all kinds of issues, uh, would send the Bitcoin to the, who you we were watching live streaming on YouTube. Hold on a second, man, I'm going to send you this. He got, I got it in. Uh, I'm going to go buy the diesel for the trucker. And I'll keep the Bitcoin and I buy the diesel. So that's, that's, that's an off-ramp. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are many different ways this can be done. Is it easy? No. There's all kinds of problems. But at least they can't steal your money. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, you cannot steal Bitcoin if, if you know what you're doing and you own it yourself. So then why are you concerned about the Great Reset and, and everything else with them shutting all of these services down? If you believe that Bitcoin can't be stopped, because mm-hmm. if it wasn't illegal or whatever, they weren't trying to stop it, I'd be like, fine, let all that stuff burn down. I don't want to use any of that stuff. Well, that's what we're building now. So uh, I, my job in the overall game is to ensure communication stay open. Literally, we're protecting free speech by making podcasting Fantastic. uncancelable. That's my job. And to make sure that people can get paid and to show them how to do it. You know, there's a whole bunch. It's, mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't just expect people to start sending you money if you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't know how to ask. Strange, right. Strangely enough, my wife is a, a semi-retired uh, communications uh, officer, you know, Ronald McDonald House Charities, mm-hmm. etc. And she said the number one pe- reason people don't give money to a charity is they weren't asked. Yeah. Right? Right. So um, there now, there's uh, the Beef Initiative, which is started here in Texas by uh, my buddy Texas Slim. He kind of came out of semi-retirement. He's my age. And he is now going to ranchers and he's getting them hooked up through Bitcoin payment systems and uh, but really explaining and helping people understand food intelligence. What are you putting in your mouth? Where is it coming Mm -hmm. from? Because the food processors, of which there's like four, Mm -hmm. dude, they're going bugs. They're Mm -hmm. going bugs, they're going synthetic, they're going genetically engineered bugs. They want you to become a bug. And they admit it. (laughs) It's right there, it's right there. They admit it, it's It's crazy. It's cheaper to do, it's gonna be much better for you, and you see all these things creeping up. You see them creeping up, and now, 
I'm hearing in the Ukraine news, climate change news. It's it's yep. coming. They would be crazy not to trigger it now. But when they do, there will be hopefully enough people who have built up enough networks um, to be able to exchange goods and, and conduct capitalist commerce amongst themselves because we're all kind of switched on. Believe me, you will not be able to buy beef directly from from your rancher through through the the the, the central US processing uh, money system. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let you do that. They're going to stop you. They're going to say, "Oh, your digital dollars are great, but you can only buy your beef here." But how is bugs. the farmer going to control his land because of global warming? He'll be taxed out of business, or you know, go to jail, or whatever it is. I mean, they. They to complete this, they have to impoverish all of us happening as we speak, happening as we speak. Um, They have to make sure that we don't own anything Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. happening as we speak. Right. (laughs) So we're renting from them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you have land, the the chance of you keeping that land, especially if you are running beef. Well, okay. so here's where my generation screwed up. Um, in the eighties and nineties, man, I was, was rocking it. You know, mm-hmm. we, had, we were doing fantastic stuff, mm-hmm. having a great time. I didn't look at who was the land commissioner or who is on the yep. city council, who's on the school board. And like that's obviously a loser who couldn't get a better gig. Right. So yeah. that's, that's exactly what we did to our children. Um, and so now it's like, okay, I'm sorry. And it's, it's the mothers of America and the world mama bears coming out saying, mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh. now we're going to pay attention. Who are you? So, you know, that's, we have, all politics is really local. I mean, that's really. I would like to see that happen with the zoning commissions. With all all of this, the railroad, all these guys have to be. I mean, it's. And that's the stuff, you look at the ballot, you're like, eh, land commissioner, I didn't take a look. So I go out, you know, I have a, I just had a generator, house generator installed. Uh, propane, but I'm already prepared with a gasifier. Mm. Are you familiar with a gasifier? No. It creates um, fuel from wood. So you throw wood into a feeder and it powers the generator. Excellent. This is from the depression back in 1920s. There were, there were actual pickup trucks with a gasifier with a wood burning stove behind. Uh, I remember those. Drive. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that actually works. Um, and I asked these guys, you know, and I mean, all you have to do in the hill country is, is say, hey, mm-hmm. what do you think about? And yeah. like, and it was, you know, yeah, yeah. beautiful. And they were telling me like, oh, you want this guy for land commissioner? Because he, and we've met him. And so people are getting into it. They're looking into stuff now. And we have in America, certainly, I can't speak for the rest of the world. We have a constitution, you know, 90% of the people don't even know that it's, that the constitution and the bill of rights, it kind of tells the government what they can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, people think they've been given these mm-hmm. rights. So that all this education mm-hmm. has to happen again, Glenn. You're doing that, I'm doing it. Um, and, but it's all, if food is, the, is a really important one because we've lost total sight of what we're eating. It's, it's, when it's you really read, sad. When you read the World Economic Forum plan for food, <laughs> Did you not think Holodomor? 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 You don't know <clears throat> I don't know what that is. Holodomor happened in Ukraine, 1930s, um, uh, where Stalin was like, you know what? These Ukrainians, they're just pissing me off. Oh, and he closed, Go in, he closed the bread basket. Yeah. Take, <clears throat> come in, take all of the food, yep. and shoot anybody who's mm-hmm. reaching for a piece of wheat or an apple. Yep. Killed 7 million mm-hmm. people in less than a year. Yep. Um, well, this is... Yeah, and I, and I look at that, and I just think, 
this this happens in socialism in communist countries over and over again. Mm-hmm. Kill the farmers. And then you people from the city, you go farm. They don't know what their ass from their elbow. Yeah. Okay. And I'm looking at a total redesign of the entire system from seed to plate by 2030. I I love that you said seed because that's what's the source of the seed. That's that's the key. What is the seed that's feeding the grass, you know, that grows into the Mm -hmm. grass that feeds the the cattle? Um, You got to keep all of that pure. Because we're we're on a collision course. Why does America? Why did America have more deaths and illness from whatever COVID nineteen was? Because we're an unhealthy population. Yeah. We've been given. I grew up in the Netherlands. You know, I moved there when I was uh, right after the the radio, uh, my transistor radio, mm-hmm. seven years old, and it was a socialist country at the time. Ninety percent income tax, and it's changed throughout throughout the years. But the one thing they did, and I always appreciated, is you went to the butcher. There was a butcher. You went to the grocer. Mm-hmm. You went to, you know, you had people for the baker. It was all separate, and it was very natural. And I grew up on meat, potatoes, and a vegetable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what the Dutch grew mm-hmm. up on. And, you know, they're, they're pretty tall, healthy-looking people. Mm-hmm. Um, that in America has been gone for decades and yeah. decades. And we just, my don't, grandpa, my we just don't know it. Yeah. And it's like someone's trying to convince me about, you know, the problem is with we need animal protein to grow. That, that mm-hmm. is what our bodies need. And, you know, I, I'm not a doctor or anything. I said, well, I mean, how, how do I know that this is really the best way, the best thing to eat? And he says, well, let me show you my family. This is six generations of Texans. What do you see? They look pretty good, don't they? They look pretty healthy. Yeah, they're 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 wiry, you know. But mm-hmm. but this is not a great place, Texas, to grow vegetables. But they did what they mm-hmm. could, and it's beef protein. And now look at America now, and even in the seventies, coming back from Europe on vacation, going to Disneyland, it was unbelievable. Yeah. The obesity was it, it yeah. was it was shocking. Yeah, shocking. And you don't and you just and we just got to admit it. And instead of don't body shame, let's have honest conversations. Yeah. You know, I do a podcast with um, Mo Fax, um, which is really a black American man and a white American man sitting down and talking it out. Hmm. And we have been so psyoped by the media and government because I'll say, wait a minute. I didn't do something in a particular situation because I thought it might have triggered someone like yeah. you. And he says, and I didn't do something in that same situation because I thought it might trigger you. And guess what? None of that would have triggered us in any case whatsoever. But we didn't communicate. We didn't communicate. And it happens you, all the time. And, you know, the, the media is our problem, which is why I'm grateful for what you do, grateful for anybody who does anything outside of the, the traditional norm. It has been captured. I've been a part of, of mainstream media. It's all a lie. It's all fake. I know. It's all super, super fake. I've, I really, I've participated in fake stuff. I, I, I was at CNN and I thought, oh, yeah, this is really bad. Fox will be better. <laughs> no, no, it's no. the same. same it's same. the same. And yeah. it's like, Dead fish eyes. You right. know what I mean? It's just like there's nothing going up here. There's nothing. Um, there's no intellectual but curiosity, you know, you know no this, honesty. You know when this happened, when this really changed. So we had the um, we found out in the, in the late 60s that, oh, my goodness, the CIA is handing off news reports to CBS. Yes. And we had the Church Commission like, mm-hmm. hey, we can't be doing this. This, we, this has to stop. Enter the Smith-Munt Act. 
if you ever heard of Smith Mundt. No. Smith Mundt Act, speci- it was in, from the 70s, specifically said. You're the only guest that I've written stuff down. This is like the third time I've written okay. stuff down. So the Smith Mundt Act said uh, uh, the broadcast board of governors, but really the American government may not propaganda, commit propaganda mm-hmm. on its own people. So the broadcast board of governors does Voice of America, Voice of Europe. It's propaganda. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the RT, the mm-hmm. American version of RT. And uh, as the internet came in, in the 2012 National Defense Authorization Act, they slipped in a little thing, the repeal of Smith Munt, because, listen, we're doing propaganda online right now, and, you know, obviously Americans might see that. It's not intended for them, but they might see that. I remember this discussion. So, So we have to repeal that. And they did. And so now, when you see Hillary Clinton coming out and saying, we need our techno experts, we need them to be pushing the truth into all these countries. That what she's saying is push more truth into America. And that's what we're getting. And that's what I'm seeing, Glenn. I'm not seeing the actual video of what they're saying. I love television, right? It's not what they're showing is what they're not showing. You. Yes. So when they say, look at this map, and there were five of these maps online, really like, here's a bomb fell, this is what's going on here, troop movements, tanks, and it's just little red dots on a mm-hmm. Google map. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's great, but... Can you show me that in a satellite picture? Because George Clooney can watch the troop movements in Somalia with his own private surveillance satellite. Why aren't you showing it to me now? What we get is there's a 40-mile convoy of tanks, but I'm Mm -hmm. seeing this piece. Yeah. And it's from a commercial. It's not from a government satellite or anything. So I question... Just like I questioned WMD, uh, uh, Saddam Hussein. All so, this how stuff. does a society survive when you are questioning everything? Because I, I just last week I had this very same thing. I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, I know I don't believe Putin. Mm-hmm. And oh, they're all lying. Obviously, yeah, everyone's lying. lying. <laughs> but I don't believe us. I don't believe no. any news source no. here. I don't believe no. our president. I no. don't believe Congress. I don't believe anybody. Mm-hmm. How does a society? survive that i think by talking and and this is this is the only thing we have you know we can still talk um now you can't do it on youtube all the time you can't be completely honest but we have created places to talk we need to continue talking and this is what i see um and i know you you've had the same that um you get emails i'm sure every day and you have for the last two years glenn thank you so much for doing what you do Mm -hmm. because you made me feel like i wasn't crazy yeah i really really appreciate it Every podcaster got this 10, 20, 1,000, 10,000 of these messages. So, and then when we have these tribal, so I've connected the No Agenda tribe, you've got, um, you know, the Blaze, your radio show tribe, and these two intersect. Now we've just grown. And now more people may see what you have to say or what I have to say. This is, we have to really turn off television, like really turn it off. Just, it's, it's useless. I don't turn it, it off. The only anymore. reason I watch it is to see what is the message they're mm-hmm. trying to give us. And we have to be very careful online because we have literally thousands of people in the State Department putting out propaganda that is intended to influence us. They're not influencing anyone in Russia. They've got, their own, they've got their own issues out there. This is to influence us, to tell us what's going on. And then, you know, even in, in my analysis of the situation, I get flack from people who are saying, I can't believe you, you don't understand the humanitarian aspect of this. No, I do. I do. But there's humanitarian issues all over the world. We bombed Somalia. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Was that front of the news? Right. I and mean, we killed some people over there. Right. Yemen. You know, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of the operations. You know, we've got advisors. 
And so what's happening now, if you go back to 2014 and see what happened in Ukraine, I know it sounds like a really cute place and oh my God, badass, no. Putin is coming in. It's known, known internationally for massive weapon smuggling, human trafficking, prostitution, money laundering. My goodness, the Biden crime family made out like bandits, yeah. like bandits. And so did Obama, Cy- so did cyber Hillary, attack. all of that stuff. So what are we burning over there? Are we burning all the evidence? Are we, you know, what is going on? There's a lot of problems with Ukraine. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have compassion for the people that live there, but John McCain literally was standing with the Azov Nazi battalion. Like, these are my buddies. Mm-hmm. And you know, we know what happened at Maidan. When the same people, Victoria Newland, were selecting the government. Correct. It's on tape. It's Correct. on phone call. Correct. Selecting. No, Yats is the guy. We're going to make him president. That got zero coverage when that happened. Like, oh, she said uh, F the EU. Yeah, that wasn't the problem with mm-hmm. what she was saying. So these are the same people back again for whatever reason. It's not just evil Putin. The one thing I don't buy into, and that'll hopefully be in your, in your beautiful museum one day, is the original writings of Vladimir Putin. I don't think he's actually said in some 5,000 word essay, oh my God, my dream is to bring back the Soviet empire. I don't think that's what he said. In fact, the quote I read was, those who do not mourn the passing of the Soviet Union are heartless. Those who want to resurrect it are mindless. And this attack on Russia, they're not even allowed to compete in the Olympics as Russia. Right. Come on, man. Right. What, why? What is this? Is that right. big? And I know lots of Russians. I know a lot. I've been to, I was in Moscow in 1989. They're nice people. You know, we're, Americans are nice people. This is the elites doing this to us. I agree. Realize. Stop, stop, stop. Go talk to a Russian American. So have you, have you read any Alexander Dugan? No. Let me recommend you read the fourth mm-hmm. political theory. He fact, in fact, just wrote another one um, that's just out, and it's about the Great Reset versus something else. Um, and he is somebody who's extraordinarily dangerous, mm-hmm. um, but he's using the language that you know Europe is so interesting because it doesn't have really that libertarian no, nothing line. in the middle. Yeah. No. Well, mm, no. Yeah. yeah not I mean, really. it's big government. There's no sense of freedom in that regard. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's big government left, big mm-hmm. government right. Just depends on how far out you go. Right. Um, where here, it's all big government on one side and then libertarian and chaos on right. the other. Um, uh, and he is he is appealing to the big government people and he's using religion, the homeland, mm-hmm. our families, our children, he's using, and you will read probably, I don't know, half the book, and you'll go, I agree with half of this. Mm-hmm. You know, That's always the tricky part, right? right? The yeah. other half is insa- mm-hmm. insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big, he's the guy who uh, was behind uh, the Crimea um, invasion, and Putin, strangely, was using a lot of his language when he was talking about the Russian Empire and right. yeah, bringing yeah, yeah, that yeah, all yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just don't think that's. I, I just don't know what's going on, other than a game that we're not in on. Well, so here's the the, the part I think that we need to leave people with, which is excellently described in your book, um, is ESG. 
And the reason why this is important is because we have so much more power than we realize. So first of all, make sure you educate yourself and get involved in the local elections. You know, mm-hmm. today is election day in Texas. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you find out who was really on your side. And you can go talk to them. You know, you can talk to these people and, and you have to. Uh, or spend some time. Don't make the mistake my generation made with our kids. The second one is so environmental social government governance which which you've explained many many times is the source of corporations going woke and going green and this is led by the g fans and the and the and the bankers um, when you look at BlackRock specifically, which this this should be an illegal operation you know, the whole thing is and and the fink it's evil fink I see you fink mm. um it's, it truly, it does embody some, some evil because they have so much control over all corporations. Oh, yeah. Now, the great news is uh, most of that is retirement funds that's being used. Um, you can take your 401k, which I guarantee is going to go to crap mm-hmm. if you just leave it, and you can put that in a different type of IRA, which could actually be invested in Bitcoin or something else because they are pulling the plug on everything. So if we don't put our money into these companies, I mean, I'm out of Chase Bank. Sorry, bye. I'm at the community bank mm-hmm. in, uh, in Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, you have to stop funding them. Stop funding them. Don't, it, I mean, it's obviously not easy to stop using credit cards, but you can go to a credit union. They're very mm-hmm. great in the, in the United States. Credit mm-hmm. unions are fantastic. Very low fees, very helpful and, and nice people in general because they're not in there for profit. Uh, take your money out of all of these institutions, bleed them dry. Don't let them do it. You know, lobby your corporation. Hey, you know, I don't really like our money being in this 401k over here. Can we look at some alternatives? And there's Mm -hmm. lots of alternatives. We have to start educating ourselves. Stop buying it. Stop buying the crap. Stop buying crap. It's easy. Kids stop buying crap. (laughs) That's it. I mean, it's our own thing to solve. We are so much more powerful as a people, as a global people. They wouldn't be putting all this energy into stifling us. If it was easy and it was a done deal, and of they, course. And they weren't afraid of us. Yeah. They're terrified. And look at who they're afraid of. Look at us. I know. I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. I We're not Rambo. No. They're afraid for this, man. They're afraid yeah. for this and this. Yeah. That's what they're afraid of. I can't let you go without. I, I don't want to go. I, you? Keep, I just keep going. <laughs> um, talk to me a little bit about Fink. Larry Fink? Uh-huh. Well, I just, I called him out personally because I believe we need to mock the elites. Uh, mm-hmm. I have no, no, I mean, I have certain tools in my tool set. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mocking m- memes is very, very powerful. I mean, it's just as powerful as the, mm-hmm. as the spells they're casting on us. Um, so he happens to be the, uh, the CEO or the chairman of BlackRock. So he's an easy target. Um, BlackRock is the problem. BlackRock um, and this happened during the Trump administration, is doing all of the uh, bond buying uh, and selling on behalf of the U.S. government. So a commercial... And the Fed. Commercial banking... Well, I mean, the Fed is commercial, too. I know, but but they're they're handling all the money from all of the central banks, Central Bank of Europe and the Fed and everything else. And, and, I mean, you look at the corruption, like... Uh, Powell and three other people at the Federal Reserve at the moment that, mm-hmm. that they knew that the United States was going to buy certain bonds and certain assets mm-hmm. to help solve the financial problem. They were riding along on it. They, they were investing, as was half of Congress and the Senate. 
these are corrupt people. These are, and so it's, so I look at Fink, I'm like, you got a good head to make fun of. You're creepy. And I do not like what you represent. And if we really get to uncover everything that's in BlackRock and go down to all the NBA team ownerships and all, and then you, you know what you wind up pretty soon? Epstein. Uh. Another thing that is a little weird how that all went down. I think a little more than a little weird. Yeah. And, you know, and again, a whole and other it, podcast, you go on forever about yeah. that. But it's, it's breaking apart. They see it there. I think this, this was not the plan in my mind. I think Hillary was supposed to be president. Yeah. And this was all supposed to happen um, on the schedule, which may have, it may have been, I think what happened is Trump screwed everything up. Oh yeah. They said, we got to, we got to do it now. It was maybe supposed to happen at this point in time. Now, here's a theory that I have. I don't know if it's true or not, because Trump is so proud of the vaccines. I'm not vaccinated. I have no plan on taking that. Like I, I, did my, I did my investigation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -mm, no, no. Mm -hmm. and, you know, someone else can go first. Mm -hmm. uh, wait. Um, if the plan had gone, and again, it's, it's to create a great reset. If the plan had gone along and Hillary Clinton was president, we probably would have had an event like a COVID-19, but we would have been locked down for three years because there would have been no vaccine because vaccines go in, you know, it takes a mm -hmm. long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. Operation Warp Speed, I think is possible that that was to thwart that. Okay, I don't know what this vaccine does. It may hurt a lot of people, but it will save the world from total meltdown and global dominance. It's a theory. I don't know if it's true. Mm because nothing makes sense. It doesn't make sense that, that, that the vaccine came that quickly. It made no, well, it does make sense if you know that every single institution has been captured. Finance, uh, governance, uh, pharma, medicine. Do I, I mean, I can't you believe. and I talk to doctors and nurses. Yeah. They're like this, they, 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 I can't do anything. I can't I fix know. my patient. I have to I follow know. the protocol. I know. Even though it might be killing someone. I know. And how did the left, which has always been against big pharma, all of a sudden protect them? All of a sudden, everybody is like, no, they said we need another vaccine. You're like, are you, what? Yeah. We need yet another booster. Well, these are spells that are being cast upon people. People are very... Um, You've said that a couple of times. What do you mean by that? Well, a spell, I learned this from Mo. Mo is, uh, he comes from a... Uh, uh, family in North Carolina, mm -hmm. his mom is a pastor, um, and I talk with him about a lot mm -hmm. of things, and he, and he says, no, no, these are spells, you gotta understand, these are just like witches' spells. And you look up the definition of spell, it's words. It's basically mm -hmm. just words, spelling, mm -hmm. spell. And, but he said, pay attention, because the things that people say that cast power. spell on people. The words really do matter. And the way we're being indoctrinated and hammered, and it's not just cable news or network news, it's online. Mm -hmm. The way, I mean, come on, look at, what are they afraid of? Why can't something be on YouTube? Why can't you say something on Twitter? It's been gamified to, ha, 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 I've gotten rid of him, or mm -hmm. ooh, we got through, they didn't deplatform us. So now people aren't even talking about what they're talking about. It's just whether I get kicked off or not. This is all, Magic, black magic. I mean, it sounds kind of woo. No, no. But this is true. Go back and look at what people, what people have said throughout the years, and how those things have influenced large groups of people, and started and also finished 
Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. That was a spell. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a political statement. It was part of a spell. So we're getting a lot of that. And, and uh, you know the story behind that where the State Department said, don't say that. I think I heard you talking about yeah. this. Did you just they said this? don't yeah. don't say that. You can't say that. You right. can't say that. Right. Took it out of his speech. Yeah. He just he went up and did, did it, it anyway. anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they knew that had power. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, words just have power if mm-hmm. said in the right way, in the right place. And when it comes from a place of authority. So, you know, why in the milligram experiments are, are people shocking other mm-hmm. human beings and thinking it's OK? Because a spell was cast on that, mo- that moment. It's just easier to say it's a spell. It's witches. It's witchcraft. It is. It's, it's, it's not that hard. Witchcraft is, you know, you can buy books and you'll see that it kind of works. Uh, NLP, is that any different? You're a big NLP guy, Neuro Linguistic Programming. I've heard you talk about that in the mm-hmm. past. Is that any different? I mean, Trump's a big NLP guy. He casts spells too, but which, which spell is being cast? Mm-hmm. You know, um, like fake news was one of the best ones. That's a great spell. Unfortunately, it worked both ways. Yeah. You know, so it, it kind of lost some of its power. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find it uh, important that we... Uh, keep speaking to each other, but also be very wary of what we're being told and what's being said. Your, how much of, of how you think was influenced by your uncle? Oh, it was a CIA. Yeah. Um, so, um, this really started to happen for me. I was in, uh, in Europe and they were just putting together the European, well, the European Union is a long project and mm-hmm. it comes from many phases. But um, I was living there at the time and it was, here's what the media sold to the people. We'll all have the same money. It's great. <laughs> no passports. It's great. It sounds great. We're all going to be brothers and sisters. And I went looking at the Lisbon Treaty, which was, so the Lisbon Treaty, the Dutch voted against it, the French voted against it, and then the European Union came back and said, or the, you know, the, the project, you voted wrong, let's do another referendum. Do you remember that? They had uh-huh. to vote again, uh-huh. and then the Irish, uh-huh. and then, the, and, we're doing another referendum. Uh-huh. I mean, how stupid are we? And this uh-huh. is 2007, around that time. And so I was reading through the protocols, because you know we had the internet so i'm like oh let me read this document it's pretty easy to read and in the protocols which is like a side document it says um if you are running away from law enforcement and they shoot you in the back it's legal legal kill if you have a communicable disease you can be arrested and thrown in jail kind of interesting in in light of covid Uh um, which was universally applied um my daughter lives in Rotterdam. They had a curfew from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., which had not happened since the Germans occupied the Netherlands in World wow. War II. This triggered some people big. I bet it did. And it's triggering in general. What The, mm-hmm. uh, the virus is nocturnal. It only comes out at night. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so... I love how we can how we can sit down in a restaurant and eat, but if I'm sitting on a plane, I oh, still no, no. still have to wear that mask. Now, where was I going with this, Glenn? Because I my, uh, my you were talking joke. about the uh, protocols. Oh, the protocols. Uh, yeah. So right there, I'm like, okay. And this is where I start. And that uh, Ron Paul's book and the Fed came out. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um, 9/11 mm-hmm. uh, stuff to look at. Mm-hmm. Which, as a, I, have, I have a pilot's license for fixed wing and rotary, and I joined uh, the pilots for 9/11 Truth.com because you know 
that's just physics and stuff that mm -hmm. is not pro properly explained. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. Anything I understand, I'm interested in. Um, so, and to be honest, uh, even Alex Jones, I mean, I heard all kinds of different messages. And so I started to pay attention and look at things. And then a book came out called Legacy of Ashes, which was written by Tim Weiner, Weiner uh, the New York Times. It was about the CIA. And I'm reading this book, and my Uncle Don, Don Gregg, is in this book a lot. And not in a great light, a lot <laughs> of different things. And, and I called him up and said, Don, is this true? He says, eh, pretty much how I remember it. And that's when, and then, you know, now, okay. So there's a lot going on here. And I built a rapport with him. And there was one time, he's now 94, his dear wife, uh, uh, Meg, she's, she's in the hospital, right? Palliative care. So we're all kind of, mm. it's a very sad time. Although getting to 94 yeah. and she ran the Russia desk at, uh, at CIA. So very, wow. he was ambassador to Korea. I mean, all kinds and just a, Beautiful, beautiful man. Um, and even though I know he was involved in a lot of stuff that was not good, I know that it was all from a patriotic heart. You know? mm -hmm. And my whole family is that way, military mm -hmm. intelligence. Um, and I really got to ask him. And you know, he said, Let's, you ask me, I'll, I will tell you everything. So I can't tell you everything mm -hmm. that he said, but the most important one is he said, yeah, military industrial complex. He says, it's all about that all about war and money. General Smedley Butler, war is a racket. I, I think that the one of the last fully brave and true address a president has ever given has been Eisenhower. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, because you look back, everybody goes, oh, military industrial complex. No, no, no. Read on. It was the academic military yes. industry. And that was, that's yes. kind of been taken out of history. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The universities, mm -hmm. big business, mm -hmm. government. Dude, we trouble. know a lot of shit. Don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> we know a lot of stuff, don't we? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. <laughs> we know a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So, um, and, and from that, now I understand how things work. So whenever you read in the New York Times, uh, according to the London Times, boom, stop right there. That's a intelligence messaging because... Um, or even better, according to the Uganda Times, this is what's happening. So the New York Times gets to print something as true because the Uganda Times said it must be true. But it's not. It's the, it's intelligence influences all around the world, and they are reporters. This never went away, Glenn. They are reporters. They are, they, they are sources for report. How many times have we heard in the past seven years, according to sources, according to people familiar with the president's thinking, oh, Really? Yeah. Come on. You're, yeah. you're, that's insulting. All of it, what's, and what's crazy is the all of these sources mm -hmm. that talked about Ukraine, the president, Russia. <laughs> yes. If I were the one that had gone on the air mm -hmm. and said, no, 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 this is a credible trust source. Me, trust, trust me. me. Mm -hmm. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Notice nobody's pissed. No. They all just they're all like, OK. But a lot of people have also checked out, you know, and it's much easier to go back into the default mode of Good Morning America and, you know, People Magazine and just say, okay, Russia's, Putin's a bad guy. He's a horrible guy. We just have to get rid of him and then click it off and go on, you know, this is just the continuation of the trauma of COVID. And, the, and, and I'm sorry to say, they're going to keep going. It's going to keep, there's going to be one thing after another. And it wears people down mm -hmm. and, you know, and weird things are happening. So for me, the comfort is they're trying to destroy it. They truly are. It's the great reset. You can go read. Now, 
I 100% believe that there are ads that say you will own nothing and you will be happy. I think a lot of people will agree with that. Yeah, I do too. They will be like, okay, I don't own anything, but I get my universal basic income. Mm-hmm. I can gig on the side. I'm kind of happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be, I feel okay with this. Mm-hmm. Now, historically speaking, and you know, from our you know, exhaustive research throughout the years, we know it doesn't really turn out that well. There's no right. example of that working out very well. But is there an example of uh, a fiat-based empire lasting as long as ours has either? So a great reset is coming. How that play- plays out depends on us. And um, I'm hopeful that we'll have enough of us um, that we can build the parallel, parallel networks until the, this other stuff falls apart. We're building school systems outside of the school system. Mm-hmm. We're building med- medicine systems outside. We're building banks all these things. Banks, Bitcoin style. You are your own bank. Yeah. When, when you have Bitcoin, and I know that I can pay um, my septic guy, my, uh, my, my rancher, mm-hmm. and at least three restaurants. Mm-hmm. I can pay with Bitcoin. And, and we're doing that. We're doing it because we need to stop using their system. D- don't fund their system. Get off of it as much as possible. It's, it's corrupt. You don't own your money. They'll take it away in a heartbeat. They will block you. They will do anything they need to, to, to make you come to heal. And just because it's a podcaster doesn't mean it's not real. You know, and this has happened. Like Alex Jones, they really came after him, went after his, 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 his card processors. I mean, how is this America? Yeah, I know. I know. So there you go. Um, will you come back? I would love to. Glenn, I'd love course. to talk to yeah. you Anytime. about um, much more than just this because yeah. you are you are well read. Well, but you're a great partner to talk to. I really appreciate it. Not, Thank you. Not many people. Well, again, when I saw your book, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I felt I the like, same thing oh, when, I, oh, when, yeah. when we started talking. I'm like, what? How is this not? I mean, yeah. it's nice to not feel alone. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's also, I don't know if you've noticed this. I like people when they stick to the facts and they don't squirrel off. These things are, there's no reason to go to conspiracy theories. This it's, is it's, bad it's, enough. It's right there. Yeah, it's yeah. bad enough. I mean, they're advertising it. I they're know. advertising how it's going to work. I know. Klaus Schwab is literally saying, we have penetrated all of the cabinets worldwide. <laughs> we, I, this is it. We have him. We have him. It's all very good. That's crazy. And, and no one crazy. bats an eye. I know. Uh, I know. And what's his name? Gergen, who was in one of the Bush White House. He's the guy doing the interview. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah, good, good for you. Well done. <laughs> it's great to talk to you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Just a reminder, I'd love you to rate and subscribe to the podcast and pass this on to a friend so it can be discovered by other people. 